Welcome back to Sister Sleuths. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kim. And you here. may have noticed we're missing <laughs> a sister again. Yeah. Danny likes to go on trips and we don't, so. Every time I think about going on a trip, my bank account says, mm, probably not. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Danny's it on says, her way to Disneyland, to so she'll have a great time with that. Yeah. And we'll just be home, you know, not in Disneyland, She's which is actually fine like, with me. A spooky time at Disney, though. So I we should tell her to post some stuff on the Sister Sleuth page. Oh, we should. Insta. Yeah. So well, by the I'm time not... you guys listen to this, you may There'll have seen how fun, how much fun she had. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, I would have ditched them also. But <laughs> also. I don't know. She's going with all rude. her kids. So. True. I feel like we need to do like a sister sleuths trip. (laughs) We should do a sister sleuths trip, but to like somewhere actually spooky. Yes, I agree. Not Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Find like a. Please leave us suggestions for haunted hotels. Yes, (laughs) not like super far away because again the bank account thing, but yeah. But like, if you'd like to support a trip like this, you could buy our merch. Feel free to let us know about that. Which me and Kim are both wearing our own merch at this moment in time. Yeah, please don't judge us. It Listen, was an unreasonably uh, cold day today. It's cold. And we had our sweaters Yeah, for this special occasion. I, it's hoodie. It's officially hoodie season. Until tomorrow when it's back up to 80 degrees. <laughs> Yeah, so Courtney actually lives north of me and about 2,000 feet higher in elevation, even though we're literally 35 minutes apart. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a lot colder up there. We hit a whopping 87 today. And I'm betting the highest we got was like 65. Oh, gross. I think it's probably 74 in my house right now. And I'm in a hoodie wearing a blanket. Yeah, well, I keep the house cold just so I can wear. Sweaters and blankets. <laughs> and I don't have to because I'm a desert girl. I mean, uh, sweaters are kind of all that fit me right now. So, <laughs> Well, I, I love I sweaters. Okay. I just, I'm always cold, so I don't have to keep the house cold. I'm just cold It's anyway. that bad circulation that dad gave us, I think. It is. Damn it, Kelly Holt. So, thanks a lot, Kelly. <laughs> but actually, thanks because we like to wear sweaters. We just look like idiots to everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, this hoodie is really living its best life right now. So thanks, Dad. And I think Dad would love my hoodie best of all because I got the Stab Him in the Dick hoodie. I got a Stab Him in the Dick mug and I'm very happy with it. So cute. So I will say, guys, we can now officially say now that we've gotten our own samples, the hoodies are good. The pullover sweatshirts are good. The mugs are good. Fantastic. The t-shirts are good, too. The tank tops, super good. There you go. There you Let go. Let me tell you though, uh, <laughs> the lounge pants. <laughs> Full disclosure. I don't know what they're called. They are they're like weird as hell. They're silky, which is yeah, not what I look for. They're a little a, bit shiny. I was thinking, I was thinking they'd be like sweatpants. Yeah, I also like, thought that. Like hoodie material. Does it say but, in the description and we just like missed it? Like we just didn't pay I'd, attention. Probably. I didn't look. even read the description. But just <laughs> to warn the pictures, you, though, it looked 
Yeah, they look like sweatpants. Like They're sweatpants. not. So don't order the sweatpants unless you like a good I mean, shiny they're still silky cute. thing. But yeah, they're, they're just cute. A little they're just not mine. Than, they're not my thing. Then you would yeah. think. I'm gonna look incredibly fancy wearing them to Walmart. <laughs> you know what though? You could wear them when you get dressed up, like date night. Date night, yeah, because they're silky. Just pair them with a nice sparkly top. Boom. Done. It just says 100% polyester, single-sided wind armor. Was that it? Is the wind armor? Wind armor. That's the tell. When they say wind armor, they mean silky. Apparently. A 70s gym coach. Well, should we get into it? Let's do this thing. I'm I'm ready. And again, I will say that I did most of my research in one day. That's fine. <laughs> I also did most of my research in one day. But that's fine. Okay? Don't judge. I will if give you all suggestions on what to go facts, watch. Yeah. I listened <laughs> to some like good to podcasts, more. some good websites. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. But this isn't like a five-part series on this one particular murder. So yeah, we're not if you're here that. for long, factual information... Seek elsewhere. Skedaddle, cause yeah, this ain't it. Peace. But it's it's all right. It's not bad. So stick around. Oh. But we're pretty so we're, okay-ish. Yeah, yeah. We're keeping with our theme, which I think we're doing pretty good. We're almost into October. I know. I'm impressed with us. We yeah. this will be the third week. We've made it three whole weeks with the and theme. And I'm pretty sure there are plenty more that we haven't even come across. So I think we're yeah. good. So. I'm going to talk mostly about one case, but I'm going to mention another case because it also inspired this movie. And this movie I will not ever watch again. I've seen one time and I'll never watch it again because it's truly terrifying because it could really happen. It's called The Strangers. And in this movie, a young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorized by three masked assailants. So the first true story that inspired this movie is one known as the Keddy Cabin Murders. In November of 1980, Glenna Sue Sharp moved her family out of their cramped trailer in Quincy, California, to a larger three-bedroom cabin in nearby Keddy. Sue, a single mom, had five children. The oldest, Johnny, was 15, Sheila, 14, Tina, 12, Rick, 10, and Greg, 5. Sue did her best to make ends meet for her family. She received $250 a month from the Navy but that only covered rent. And they also received food stamps and other social welfare, which at the time wasn't super common, so it kind of had like a negative stigma surrounding it. Yeah. I don't know how you could be like, I just don't know how you could support that big of a family with that much money. Like what I read about her is that she worked like three she worked like two jobs and then she also was going to some sort of schooling yeah she was like getting paid to go to school to learn some kind of like trade yes but so she was really trying to make it yeah she was trying to make it happen that's for sure yeah neighbors described sue as quiet and someone who generally kept to herself she wasn't fancy and only had one close friend Sue was kind of known for entertaining male callers quite often. 
which from what I read and heard, the neighbors judged her for quite a bit. Big time. Even the article I read had a super judgmental tone. Like, she had lots of boys over. Get over yourself, people. She was grown. She paid her own bills. She got lonely. Come on. Let her live her life. This woman is raising five children. Yeah. Let her have some joy. Yeah. But of course, as happens in any small town, rumors flew that Sue was selling sex for money in order to put food on the table. Like, she couldn't possibly just, you know, like to hang out with guys. Want to get laid. It's fine. It's the 80s. Judgy, judgy, Keddie, California. Yep. So on the morning of April 12th, 1981, Sue's daughter Sheila returned home from spending the night at the neighbor's house. It was about 7.45 in the morning when she entered the cabin. Upon opening the front door, she saw three bodies on the floor. One of them was covered with a blanket. She also saw a bent knife on the floor near the doorway and closest body. Sheila immediately ran screaming back to her neighbors, the Seabolts, saying that there were dead bodies in her house and she didn't know who they were. Sheila and Mrs. Seabolt went to a house across the street to use their phone and call the sheriff's office. It's not a site that you'd want to come home to. No, this poor girl. She just wanted to be she at a She was coming home over. to go to church. She was like, I want to go to church yes. with my family. She was going to come home, get ready, go to church. And then she comes home and her family's literally massacred in front of yeah. her. Yeah. So after calling police, Sheila and Zonita Seabolt headed back to cabin 28 Knowing that there were more than three people that were supposed to be at the house at the time, but not knowing if the assailant was still inside somewhere, they knocked on what was the boys' bedroom window and found the youngest boys, Greg and Rick, along with their friend Justin Smart, 12, who had spent the night unharmed and helped them out the window. Law enforcement officer Deputy Hank Clement arrived at the scene around 8 a.m. and did a quick search of the cabin, confirming that there were three dead inside. I can't even imagine what, like, those little kids... Just, like, in that room, like. Yeah. I mean, they're both under 10. Yeah, I think, like, 10 and 5 or something, and then. You've got to be, like. I mean, just, can you imagine they're just, like, chilling asleep, and someone knocks on their window and is like, let's go out the window. Like, come out the window. Don't go through the the door. Yeah. Awful. So, the three bodies were identified as Johnny, Sue, and Johnny's friend Dana Wingate, who had been spending the night with the family. The victims were bound with medical tape and extension cords. They were all either stabbed, strangled, or bludgeoned. It was reported that the murders were especially gruesome, and officers said that there was blood everywhere, suggesting that the bodies had been moved and rearranged from where they were murdered. Yeah. This I heard it's gonna be a little gruesome. The, oh yeah, incredibly gruesome. Um, there was a report that there was literally like blood on the walls, on the ceiling, at literally everywhere. Super gross. Yeah, I would not want it to be those officers that had to search that house. No. That's for sure. Definitely. So. Not. 15-year-old Johnny was found closest to the front door, face up, his hands were bloody and bound with medical tape, and his throat had been cut. 
His friend Dana was on the floor next to him, face down. His head had suffered bad blunt trauma like it had been bashed in, and he had also been strangled. And his ankles were tied with the same electrical wire as Johnny's ankles, so the two were connected. Sue's body, though, might have been the worst. Although covered yeah. in a bedsheet, the gruesome injuries were still very apparent. Sue was on her side, naked from the waist down. She was gagged with a bandana and her own underwear secured with medical tape. Her injuries suggested a struggle, and she had an imprint of the butt of a pellet gun on the side of her head, and her throat was also cut. So, like, super, like, malicious and gruesome. Not seeming very much, like, random, you know, when you usually see, like, murders that are this gruesome, it's usually, like, passion or, like, someone... They knew. Oh, yeah. There's, like, something behind it. Mm-hmm. I also read that she was um, hogtied. Like, her hands were tied and her feet were oh. tied up towards uh-huh. them. You, you don't even want to try to rem- imagine, like, the timeline of it, right? Like, yeah, tied up well, like that? And how long do they have to sit like that tied up before they were eventually, like, killed? Like, I did read that it looked... That, like, she had blood on the bottom of her feet, and so it looked like the two boys had been killed before her. Like, she had been forced to watch them be killed, and then okay. she was killed after. How awful. Which is just worse, I think. Well, and it's so sad for, like, Dana Wingate. He wasn't even a member of the family. Yeah. This wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. Oh, for sure. It's so sad. It makes you want to never let your kids sleep over anywhere. (laughs) For real, though. Yes. So the blunt force trauma to the bodies came from a hammer, which wasn't found until, like, way later. Like, 2016. Later. Later. So much later. Yeah. They did find the bent steak knife on the floor and a bloodied butcher knife and claw hammer were found side by side on a small wooden table near the kitchen. Which it seems weird that so many other weapons were, like, left behind, but, like, the hammer was taken with. The hammer is taken and thrown in a pond, which later is dried dried out, which is when they find it. Way later. Like, that is so long later. That's, like... But I also feel like they didn't really look... Almost years later. And we'll kind of get into that, too. Yeah. It... Oh, when we it's talk about show. shitty police work, <laughs> buckle up. Yeah. So once more officers arrived on scene, they started interviewing witnesses. And when they interviewed Justin Smart, the kid who was found unharmed, about four yeah. hours later, he kept saying, Tina is missing. And so Tina was the younger sister who's like 12, right? Right. And so, yeah, yeah. so the search for young Tina began. And at this point, it's the crazy FBI... to me that no one realized she was missing. They were just so like, where did they, they were think so caught up in was? everything? I guess. I just yeah, I think I don't it know. just didn't even occur to anyone, which is just so weird. You would think Sheila, the older sister, would have been yeah. like, "Hey, yeah." Where the because fuck is I Tina? had seen in an interview that the sister had done that Tina usually went to the Seabolts on the Friday nights or with the weekends to yeah. stay the night as well the as Seabolt Sheila. Hers. 
But that night, they had kind of been like, no, let's just let Sheila come over by herself. And right. so Tina stayed home. So you'd think that that kind of would have been at the front of her mind. Like, well, I know Tina was home because she didn't come stay over with me. So where exactly. is she? That's, yeah, crazy. Four hours. Four yeah, hours went by. And when Justin long. was telling them, Tina's missing, Tina's missing. Like, he just kept, like, repeating it and they kept ignoring him. Like, they weren't taking it seriously until his mom was like, he's trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's you a should maybe, like, Idiots. think about it. So dumb. So at this point, the FBI became involved, and the sheriff, Doug Thomas, was unable to figure out an apparent motive. The house didn't show any signs of forced entry, the telephone had been left off the hook, and the lights were shut off and the drapes were closed. The younger boys found in the adjoining bedroom claimed to have slept through the entire massacre. But during a hypnosis session with Justin Smart, he was able to remember some things about what happened. He said that he saw two men in the cabin with Sue, and one of them had a hammer. He was able to give officers enough to make a composite sketch of the suspects. Justin also said he saw Johnny and Dana come into the house and argue with the two men before a violent fight started. And he also recalled Tina being taken out the cabin's back door by one of the men. And he was able to, like, pretty much tell where the bodies were and, like, all this stuff. So it was, like, Probably so traumatic that his brain was like, nope, we're forgetting this. Yeah. And it was only I'm brought out. Through like, hypnosis. Hypnosis, yeah. I read that he um, also told sheriffs that he, in his dream, that he covered Sue up with a blanket. Mm. That makes more sense. Because... The they thought it was really it. weird because, yeah, because she had been hogtied and it looked like um, she had just fallen over to the side, but then mm -hmm. she had been covered up. So yeah. they were like, well, the whole thing just looks weird. And that makes sense, too, because the police took his shoes and found evidence that he had walked through the crime scene. Yeah. So Yeah, and that he said makes he had dreamed it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that makes sense with just, like, yeah. how trauma and things like that work. And the totally other two does. boys totally could have just slept through it. I mean, some kids are just, like, dead when they're asleep. Oh, this is how I sleep. Like, <laughs> once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. So See, that's why I, I lock like my that. door at night. I am not like that. I'll wake up to, like, the tiniest things. No, well, and I've especially if you're, like, staying paper. somewhere else. I feel like somewhere your else brain for is sure. more on alert too, so that could be why yeah. he was, you know, awoken by the sounds. Because even a neighbor had said that they heard like muffled screams, a noise, early yeah. in the morning, but then like they didn't think anything of it, so they just went back to bed. So like it I doesn't make sense too. that the boys could have just heard nothing being in the next yeah. room. Have you ever been like asleep? But then, like, noises from your from your house, like, creep into your dreams? Yes. Yes. I wondered if that's what had happened to him at first. Because, mm -hmm. like, he had heard things, basically, and pieced it together in his dream. Uh -huh. And then had actually woken up. Yeah. And seen yeah. some of it also. Probably. So, but how traumatizing. Enough, the lead suspects in this case were Justin Smart's father... And neighbor to the Sharps, Martin Smart, along with yep. his friend, John, Bo, B 
Budabe? Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, I have no idea how to say that Budobe? name. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds French, but... We're going to go with Bo. Yeah, Bo was a <laughs> criminal, so really good friend to have. It said yeah, that they... and they were, like, inseparable. Yeah, they, they like, like, lived like together. BFFs. They were, like, yeah. roommates. And it said that they met at, like, the VA mental hospital. Yes, but like I read... Nice to meet a bestie. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I also read that later research showed that Martin had stayed at the VA hospital, but there was, like, no record of Bo actually being there. Really? That's interesting. I mean, I only saw that on one site, so uh-huh. that could be total bullshit. But Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I mean, Bo yeah. was definitely a shady character, Bo and so was Martin. not a great guy, and yeah. I saw, like, they sometimes call him Marty, so sometimes I wrote down yeah. Marty and sometimes I wrote down Martin, but they're the same person. They're the same person. Um, but he Martin was, like, even... the Go worst. Ahead. Yeah, gross. Martin even told police that he had a hammer matching the description of the one used, but that it had gone missing before the murder- yeah. murders. I don't know why Super you'd convenient. even bring that up. <laughs> it's not believable that it went missing. Okay? Just don't. <laughs> no. I mean, was he, like, what if? Someone tells them I have a hammer. Fucking yeah. everyone has a hammer, dude. Relax. Yeah, the only reason you're going to tell a cop that is because you're guilty. Yeah. Or and they you like just found want to explain one. Away. They found your DNA on it. And then you could be like, oh, yes. well, actually, that went missing like months and months before the murders. But like, the DNA was not great in the 80s. No. So I don't know why you would assume that they'd like find yeah. any matches. But. I don't it's know. super Criminals weird that he usually even mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is so, true. Not, like, not until three years later is Tina found. And oh, it's not in the, in the way anyone wanted her to be. Mm-mm. A man in Butte County, about 30 miles from Ketty, found a human skull. Near the remains, they also found a child's blanket, a blue jacket, and a pair of jeans, and an empty like medical tape dispenser. Yeah, But the police didn't know how to identify the body at first. It wasn't until they received an anonymous phone call saying, like, hey, have you thought that maybe this body might be connected to that murder that happened in Ketty a few years ago? And then they were finally able to be like, oh, this right. is Tina, which seems which weird I... to me. It's a small, like, area. Don't you think if you found a dead body, you'd automatically think of all the missing People yeah. are like crazy cases that have happened in the previous years and then be like, oh, this is probably connected. Aside like how many things were going on? Everyone, yeah. Everyone is like the caller who called in and said that is probably the killer. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, or they're just creeps like us who totally dig true crime. Right. And, and remembered I swear, that story. I swear that like documentary thing I watched, like interviewed the guy who called. I swear it was Ooh. in there. But then I also saw in other places people, like, assuming that it was the killer as well. But it sounded more of, like, somebody who just keeps up with news and was like, you can't identify this body. Like, have you thought about maybe it might be that missing little girl? Right? He was like, do I have to do everything (laughs) around here? Right? Let me just solve this case for you. (laughs) Let me just do your job, law enforcement. He was a sister sleuth. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, he was a sleuthy. Wow, the is that what we're sleuth. calling him? I like I think it. So. I like sleuthy. We're doing it. 
Do y'all want to be sleuthies? I like it. I really do. I'm going to take your silences as a yes. <laughs> yes. You agreed. Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> um, it's been said that there was a lot done poorly with this case. And even talk of police cover-up. And they it wasn't until like years and years and years and years later that they finally got somebody in office that actually wanted to solve the case. Yeah, that was like, oh, what we should look at the evidence we collected. Yeah, which is when like Weird. the hammer was found and things like that. Which so they probably didn't even yeah. look at the beginning. They probably didn't look anywhere for things like that. Yeah, but, I feel like they were just like, I mean, we've got this stuff. Right? That's fine. But yeah, they didn't really have any other main suspects other than Marty and Bo. But yeah. it came out kind of like later that Marty may have been like buddies with the sheriff. Yeah, I heard they were like drinking buddies. Yeah, so there had been a letter sent to Marilyn Smart from Marty that read, I've paid the price of your love. And now that I've bought it with four people's lives, you tell me we are through. Great. What else do you want? And the letter wasn't even looked into. Like, they didn't take it as, like, a confession. They didn't even think anything of it. It, like, literally is a confession. I also I also um, heard that um, Marty had basically confessed to his counselor at the VA. Yes, his therapist. And she, and yeah. the, I don't know if it was a girl or a boy, but it. she told the police. Yeah. And they did not. And they were like, ooh, that's kind of hearsay. Like, like we can't uh, do anything really, just because you say he said that. But he basically was like, yeah. Sessions. Yeah. I killed Sue and her daughter, but I didn't kill the boys. Which doesn't mean anything. That just means Bo did. Right, Which, yeah. Like, we okay. know there were two people, so... Yeah. But, but, um, about the letter in a 2008 documentary, Marilyn even said that she believed her husband and Bo were responsible for the crime. But Sheriff Doug Thomas contradicted this, saying that Martin had passed a polygraph test. But then it, like, Which, later came out that they were, like, so that weird. Marty was, like, close with the sheriff. Like, polygraph tests mean literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to break it to anyone who is like, a polygraph test is the end-all be-all. <laughs> Sociopaths can pass those because telling lies does not care. make them nervous. They don't, yeah, they don't show any emotion. They don't have feelings. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to pass. Also, a totally unrelated case. I was listening to a case where a lady was being polygraphed, and she straight up told the guy that she had smoked some weed because she was nervous. <laughs> and... And they went ahead and still did the polygraph. And in my head the whole time, I just kept thinking. She's chill. But like, because she's of the chill weed. as fuck right now because she's yeah. high. So <laughs> doesn't that just negate all of the results? So there are ways around like the polygraph so. test. You they would should think, probably right? drug test before that then. Yeah. Because that's actually really smart. <laughs> yeah. So A, don't murder people. Unless you get paranoid when you do weed, then then it might. And then you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you guys. (laughs) Yeah. We're full of useful advice. We're not giving you advice to do weed before a polygraph test. Or to tell lies. Yeah, just don't tell lies. Actually, just don't kill people. And also don't murder. you don't have to be in that situation, but. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes. I mean, that's the best advice is just, like, don't kill people. Mm-hmm. 
so technically this is still an open investigation, but when they've talked to, like, the officers who are on the case now, they kind of hint towards that they believe Marty and Bo did it, but unfortunately, Marty and Bo are both dead. Yeah. So. I mean, that's good news. The bad news yes. is that neither of them ever we probably won't know suffered for this really happened yeah. too because like i didn't see anywhere and i guess they wouldn't know unless they found the person like why was tina taken away yeah i don't like, that's I, so confusing so i have theories but they're okay. gross i um, mean yeah they talked a lot about how pretty yeah. tina was yeah tina was like this beautiful little blonde hair blue-eyed angel baby Mm-hmm. She and uh, so when the when her remains were found, it was just her skull and like a couple of random bones. So they've uh-huh. been there a very long time. So there's no way for them to even know how she died, let yeah. alone what happened to this poor kid beforehand. Like how long so, was she held captive before? Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. So that's imagine. just ugh, icky. Yes, it's so weird. But Casey had a theory about why, like, the hammer was taken out of the house when everything else was, like, left. Oh. And he was saying that maybe they used, like, the hammer, like, the person who took Tina took it with them as, like, you know, to get her to leave as, like, a weapon to to threaten her with. And that does make sense. And then when they, like, loaded her up wherever, they just, like, tossed it. Yeah, they were like, don't need this anymore. I think I'll throw it in a pond. Yeah, why not? So, yeah. So that's pretty much all there is to that one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Which is frustrating, but kind of not because it's it's like that says like unofficially solved. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, no one's going to go to jail for it. But it's not a cold case. Like they're still looking for ways to prove that those guys did it. The hard There's thing was somebody some that knows something. Pieces. I mean, you would think. But Isn't somewhere uh, that they had like six people that they were like talking to. I don't know if they considered them like suspects or whatever, but all the six people that they were looking into, they were all still alive. So I don't know really? if those are people that they think know something or maybe like helped with anything. Involved in some way. And so maybe they'll be able to get more information out of them to be able to actually solve the case and be able to like close it with. Right, to be able to say, look, Closure. we had a theories, but now we have some sort of proof to back them yes, up. Yes, yes. So I just feel like story. they they ignored so much actual proof. I think they, they like, probably could have solved that at the time if they didn't have yeah. cover-up from some of the officers and people in town. Yeah, if there Which wasn't some good old boy club going around. I'm yes. sure there was that feeling like, I mean, this was eight nineteen eighty, so f- over forty years ago. It wasn't super common to be like a single woman, even in those days. Yeah, no. Let alone raising five kids. Let alone liked to have a boy or two over. Uh, yeah. So I'm sure there was this like thing where they would have just been like well you know yeah what are like you they didn't do? really care yeah yeah I, I feel like that too kind of like they were judging and they were first, like so. well 
good old Marty Smart, you know, he's just an upstanding guy, even though yeah. he for sure wasn't. Well, I mean, and I, didn't I read somewhere see... that he was a part-time drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah, so there yeah. were, like, theories of, like, that it might have been, ha- had something to do with drugs, like, that she was selling drugs and they killed her for, I don't know, she didn't, she owed him money or something like that. But I also saw one that said, like, her and Marty were having an affair. Yeah, I read and, that, too. And kind of basing off the letter that he sent to his wife, they weren't, they were, like, rocky because they weren't living yeah. together, right? He was abusive. It sounded like, um, yeah, it sounded like, A, he was abusive, and B, he had been, like, he had had multiple affairs. If he was having an affair with Marilyn, it sounded like it was not the first time. Right. I also read somewhere that he had just been, like, flirting with and attempting to have an affair, and she had kind of rebuffed his advances. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, too, if, like, he was mad. they were having an affair and his like wife found out, but he wanted to get back together with his wife. And so right. he just like killed Sue to get her out of the picture so that yeah, maybe he, he could get back to his wife. Because like, yeah, the letter was like, I paid for your, like I bought your love with the lives of four people. Like it seemed like he was trying to win her back somehow. And yeah. so he was just Gross. like trying to get rid of his yeah. mistake. I don't know. He's obviously don't just, like, murder people. For yeah, your wife. just tell them it's done. Not the way. <laughs> but there's one just other case. Cut your losses. Yeah. Move there's, on. There's one other case that inspired the movie, and we're not going to get into it because it's Charles Manson, <laughs> and that oh, is a lot. Really? It's that's a yeah, lot. It's the Sharon Tate murders. Yeah, yeah. That also helped inspire there's the movie, which I can so see. I can see the link in that. If you guys want to know. More about that one. I watched Bailey Sarian's video on it, and she does a really good job. There's also a book um, by one of the lead prosecutors, I want to say, called uh-huh. Helter Skelter. Oh, it's yeah. so uh-huh. great. Yeah. It goes into so much detail. I have lots that you don't want to know, but but a weird coincidence between the Ketty Cabin and the Manson murders is that there was a dude living in the guest house behind. So there were like, there was a guy that was just fine and alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just chilling, just like the kids, like didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Had There's a no lot idea I didn't what know, happened. Like about the Charles Manson stuff. There was a lot I didn't know. So it was interesting. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't know the that they had gone to that crazy. house to kill somebody else. Yeah, but, like, totally Sharon was just out. staying there. Like, her and her husband were just staying there. Yeah. And they had had or other had people over for a party. Or something. Yeah. It wasn't who they were expecting, yeah. but they were but just they like, did it well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want to look into so that one more, awful. you can. But that one has, like, a lot of info. So, There's we're not so going to go much. into that one. But yeah. those are the two cases that inspired the movie The Strangers. If you haven't seen it, you could watch it, but I don't like... I'm more of, like, supernatural scary movie I or, like, like ghosts or things like that. Like, I don't really like things that could actually happen, like someone yeah. breaking into your house and murdering your whole family. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's I mean, real and could it's happen, a little and I don't like home. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The odds of me getting possessed, a little bit lower. So, I'll watch yeah. those. I mean... Definitely, <laughs> if you're going on like a could it happen scale, yeah. definitely lower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's just too many bad people in the world. People suck, you guys. I mean, yeah. you guys are great. 
But yes, other as people? long as you don't kill people. Ugh. If you kill or stalk people, but we don't it. love that. Yeah, please. <laughs> and cease turn and yourself desist in. immediately. <laughs> cease get and help. Yeah. <laughs> we I will get lawyers so involved. <laughs> yeah. We Letter sent out to all our listeners just in case. Please, if you're doing <laughs> things bad, cease and desist. Please don't stalk and or yes. murder. Yes. It's rude. It's just honestly, it's fucking rude. It is. Carl. Yes. Stop being disrespectful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Imagine should... on the other end, there's someone who was like killing people. Like literally, way. while they're listening to us, they're like gutting somebody. I'm... Wait a Courtney second. Said, I'm doing that. Oh, I should stop. I'm doing that. Oh my god. What has become of my life? Someone back they just up and send them on their way. And just... yeah, <laughs> they're just like, okay, I messed I up. Think I can sleep better tonight, knowing that we saved yeah. someone's life. <laughs> my head's forth from here on out. I'm not going to murder people anymore. That's what they're saying. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bless up. If there was any time to say that, it would be now. Even though Danny's not here, we're still going to do her segment, Slaying It. And we luckily got quite a few people interested in getting a call. So that's exciting. So still, we're going to keep doing it every week. So if you want to get a call from us. And answer some spooky, ooky yeah. questions. Then DM us on Facebook DM. or Insta or Twitter, wherever you're at. And who are we calling today? Uh, we're going to call one of our very top fan listeners. We're going to call Miss yeah. Carly. Yes. And she's going to do yeah. great. I just have a feeling. Help, help. Hello? <laughs> Hi, Kim. Hi. You're live on, well, you're not live, but you're on the podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> That'd be crazy if it was live. It'd be the worst podcast <laughs> that ever. That would be way too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's how it works. We're going to ask you five questions. You can get one of them wrong and still win. But if you get two wrong, then that's it. Are okay, you ready? I mean, I think you're going to do great. I don't even know what most of these movies are. Um, and I know some of the answers. So I feel like you've got this. Okay. In, this, in the Scream series, what does Ghostface use to kill people? Does he use a butcher knife, a hunting knife, a machete, or a switchblade? Switchblade? No. Son of a bitch. That's okay. That's your first one. You still, you're just going to get all four of the next ones correct. I mean, I, uh, yep. Yeah, it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you've got this. (laughs) All right. What does Sam use as a weapon in the movie Trick or Treat? (laughs) Never even heard of that. (laughs) Me either. A lollipop, a dog bite. Uh, burns them with a jack-o'-lantern candle or scares them to death. Go with your gut. <laughs> the lollipop? Or the lollipop! Or... Yes! Oh, wow. My <laughs> awesome. literal everything is punching. <laughs> okay. Next question. 
What is the primary weapon Freddy Krueger uses in the Nightmare on Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street films? Razor hands, machete, butcher knife, or fangs? The wait, what was A again? Or razor hands. The razor hands. He does. He uses razor hands. Nailed it. See, you're doing so good. <laughs> All right, what does the creeper of Jeepers Creepers use to kill his victims? An axe, knives, throwing stars made of teeth, or all of the above? All of the above. All of the above. Also, a a throwing star made of teeth? (laughs) Disgusting. What is this movie? A germ. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how you get COVID, kids. Um, Okay. What does Kurt Duncan, the stranger in When a Stranger Calls, use to kill? Rope, hooks, his bare hands, or an axe? Axe? Oh, no. <laughs> so close. We, we were so damn close. <laughs> we were so close. You can tell Dang her it. that that's that what fun. I guessed on that question as well was axe. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we had to answer these questions. It's a quiz. We had to answer them beforehand. And I can tell you that my sister got this one wrong. She chose an axe. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? Like, that just makes the most sense. The neighbor, right? Like, don't all neighbors have axes? Yeah, that's right. true. That's true. They do. Like, they keep them in their shed that's in the backyard. Always. Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> oh, that's obviously where I keep my axe. <laughs> But I will say she's the first person who so answered fun. all five I questions. Didn't even do this, you guys. Yeah, you're the first person who got to answer all five. Most people have been knocked out way before this. Wow, I'm just like, You are so great. She did awesome. We're gonna we're gonna send you something cool anyway. I literally think I might be your biggest fan. Oh, <laughs> I love that. You're just the best. Tell everyone about it. Yeah, please do. Please just keep telling everyone about it. <laughs> All right. Anything. Love you so much. I love you. Uh, Thank you guys. Slap your mom on the ass for me. Anytime. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. And she actually did All so right. good. She did so good. <laughs> she did really good. I was like, really? Fingers crossed at the end. They're like, I know. Save, that save her hands. Save her hands. That one because, I've never like, seen. All the other ones are like actual good. weapons, though. So you almost like yeah, felt like so you, you couldn't choose that one. But yeah. She Trick really questions. Good. So fun. She did really so good. fun. Okay, kids. So don't do drugs. And if anyone tries to kidnap you or murder you, just stab them in the dick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Sister Sister Sleuths. Sleuths.